Because a man's got to do. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Two Nerds, One Quest. After a two-week hiatus and a Easter, I hope everyone had a fantastic Sunday. Family and friends, and if nothing else, some deviled eggs. Because, mm. yes, <laughs> deviled eggs are great. That's so many. It's weird that I consume more deviled eggs on Easter, of all days, <laughs> than any other day of the year. <laughs> Not a coincidence. I am your host and DM for the show, JC Dittmer, here with these three nerds, because you know math is hard. That first man talking to us today in the black shirt there, be one Ryan Crixus Kukta. I'll keep talking <laughs> if you want. I can fill all day. Hey, happy the... uh, happy Sunday, everybody. Sundays are for D&D. And then that other man, given the horns there is one Tom M. Norman playing Doug. I am just curious as to what you're going to finish that sentence with. Man's oh, a man's got to do... do what a man's got to do, and I'm going to do what you tell me to, because I'm top dog around here, but I've been neutered. <laughs> man. You've never heard that song? <laughs> no. The oh, man song. The it's man like a Bob song. Bob and Tom, right? It's a Bob and uh, Tom. No, that was, was it Bob and Tom? Uh, was it Bob and it Tom, or was it, it on Bob and Tom. Okay. Yeah, because I heard it on 107.5. That last voice you hear there is one (laughs) Jeff Jacob Williams. How are you this morning, buddy? Oh, man, the Bob and Tom show. There's a couple of (laughs) real good bangers in there. (laughs) The the cider commercial? Yeah. Dickens cider? Yeah, that's a good one. The uh, Pinkly Taurus commercial? Yeah, Pink Lee Taurus, um, the Orange Barrel song. <laughs> orange barrels, orange <laughs> barrels everywhere I see. Orange barrels, orange barrels looking back at me. <laughs> I haven't Someone listened to the Bob and Tom show since high school. Not going to lie. I, it's one of those old... Uh, Tom retired. No, not Tom. Bob retired. Well, oh, I would assume so. Yeah, one of those old... Ago, uh, Tom's be like son 90. is on the show with him now, too. One of those old CDs I got from Coop that had a bunch of comedy on it, and uh, there was a bunch of Bob and Tom stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a while since we've all been. I don't know, it's been two weeks since we've all been here, but it's only like two weeks. Ever. <laughs> yeah, long weeks. Not as um, long as the four weeks prior. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. We'll get back on the game here, guys. If we can get out of this freaking cave today, <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> Got a recap and a maybe a limerick for us there, genius? Yeah, yeah, we gotta keep her moving. So, uh, started off in the middle of a fight that looked very um, unlikely that we were going to succeed without major casualties, and uh, a series of fortunate events occurred, um, starting with uh, getting inspiration in the pre show and then Crixus. Dodging the first one and only taking eight damage out of his ten hit points, and then Doug critting on a stake uh, with using the inspiration, and then critting on a push with his uh, shield, getting that that guy out of the way, and then uh, Jacob tossing a bead of force, getting him even further away, and then some nice shots killed the uh, ally Kobold. And then uh, Doug went a little crazy, unleashing his smite with his mace, dealt a significant number of damage, and Jacob finished with his uh, arrows. Uh, 
everyone pretty much just dropped where they were, and uh, Valine brought up the dome, and we had this long rest and got everybody's hit points back. Uh, starting the next day then, uh, found a frozen frost giant in a pillar of ice. Um, found where the vampire had escaped from uh, when we un- opened the glacier, uh, along with the 12 skulls from the skeletons we had seen earlier. Uh, unfortunately, it was a dead end, so we had to backtrack and take the next uh, next available tunnel, where we found another hole in the floor, that uh, nice smooth tunnel similar to the others. Uh, rounding the bend, we um, found an ice sheet with a tentacled monster creature behind it that seemed to be probing our mind, and uh, Doug found out that it was definitely evil. So... Uh, in an attempt to sneak past, uh, Tika, Doug, and Jacob rolled well, and Crixus and Valine uh, went paralyzed, rigid, catatonic, and all of those things. Uh, Doug and Jacob did what they could for healing, but nothing seemed to work, so after about an hour, they finally came to, took a little damage, and uh, got a little mad, a little madness there. Um, and we are standing in a hallway outside of a room that seemed to be polished to a mirror shine. Uh, So, here is your limerick for the week. We all had prepared for much sadness, but together defeated the badness. Then a monster probing brain had all of us praying, lucky to come away with only some madness. Nice. And as I told the other guys, I wrote that this morning because I forgot to do it last night. Very well done. Nice. (laughs) Still, still fantastic. Uh, just a recap or a reminder, Crixus, you have a Madness of Paranoia, which gives you disadvantage on Wisdom and Charisma checks, which might not be too bad because you are proficient in both. And then Valine has a Madness of Hallucinating, so she has disadvantage on all ability checks, and she is seeing things. So as you stare into H32, this mirrored cavern... Every surface of this 20-foot-high cave is polished to a mere finish, such that you are faced with countless distorted reflections of yourself, and your head spins as you try and keep your bearings. What would you like to do? Well, first what I would like to do, uh, since they took so much damage, like, I'm assuming we would have noticed significantly that they, you know, dropped in hit points, right? Yeah, they don't look like they're functioning well. Okay, so I'm going to... You know, kind of like when you get like hungover. <laughs> That's probably the best way to put it. Psychic damage. Is, it's primarily in their head, but they are not acting 100%. What I'm going to do is, since they're standing next to each other, I'm going to kind of do the old uh, uh, revival prayer, you know, revival Bible thing, where you put your hands on them and, you know, praise the Lord and... I'm push them to the ground. <laughs> Demons go. Demons, Demons be gone. Uh, and I'm going to heal them both 15 hit points each with my uh, paladin. Uh, da, 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 what's it called? My lay on hands. You can do 15 to each. Yep. How many points do you have? 30 left. I have a total oh. of 35 to start. I use five for, to try oh, yeah. you and get, get rid of. You get five per level, don't you? Uh, something like that. Yep. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Hells yeah. That works. There is a hallway, as you stare into this cavern, there is a hallway off to your left as well that leads into another cavern. 
Well. Um, did we, uh, did we determine we were going to take a short rest? Because no. I could use a couple more hit dice, actually. Okay. <clears throat> I think you guys had talked about it, but didn't actually do it. I'm what did this I am because the birds are coming through on the stream. I can hear it. <laughs> I'm going to just cure wounds myself then just to get myself in a little bit more comfortable level. Yeah. The lean usually sticks around the back of the pack, so, uh, she's probably fine. So, did, did you say yes, short rest? No, nope. uh, I think... Unnecessary. Okay. Let's find a little safe to rest going to us. We're kind of in a, a conflux of hallways. Good to go. All right. So, uh, we can send We can send Tika. I mean, we can see the mirror room. We can send Tika in, or we can send her down the hallway, or... Send Tika into the mirror room. Alright. So you send Tika into the mirror room and she stumbles and is a little bit dis disoriented as she's walking through it, but she seems to walk through it without any long-term effects or anything jumping out at her or attacking her. Alright. Seems safe. What do we know about the other hallway? Nothing. You, nothing. Any Are you going that way? <laughs> sights, sounds, smells, anything uh, coming from that way? Check. I mean, you can turn the corner and you see that it splits off. There, it goes off into one room, and there's even more of a hallway off to the right. left there. Doug, you're our uh, point scout. What do you think? I think we should do whatever you just said. I was fixing some levels. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Tika seemed to determine that H32 seems like a okay room, just yeah. disorienting, nothing attacking. Uh, we also have the hallways. I think uh, if if it's that mirrored room, should we actually continue to rope ourselves together just so that we don't get lost? No. Yeah, I'm. I I don't know. That doesn't help our ranged fighters if if our everybody else has to stay with them. So yeah, that's some truth in that. Valine, Valine's looking around. Just, she seems skittish now, and yeah, she's really not keen to be tied to anyone right now. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna throw and, my yeah, hands. Crixus, you would not like to be tied down right now either. <laughs> You're a little paranoid. All right, so I'm just gonna start walking in. Then, um, do I All see? Right. Is it easy to tell where the other side of the cave is? Yeah, yeah, you okay. can see it coming through. Um, it's kind of like walking through uh, at a haunted house, one of those vortex tunnels, a little bit. And although it's not spinning, but the movement around you from the reflections of yourself give you that like vertigo feeling a little bit through it. Nothing that's going to throw you off your balance or anything, but it is slick. As long as you take your time, you walk through it easily. Is anyone going? You gonna peek at H thirty five or thirty four at all? No. Uh, D uh, uh, Doug would. I'm just asking. You don't yeah. have to. Doug would probably just... if if we decide to go down H thirty two, I would stick my head or at least you know kind of listen down each pathway, just to be sure that we're not gonna get surprised. Okay. Um, sticking your head in H thirty four and just peeking in there, there is a lot of debris, and. Uh, 
like large pieces of stone jut from the ceiling and the floor and it all looks like chunks of the city that might have been left behind from when it crashed. Remarkably smooth, all these pieces of stone. You don't see anything that would be like, ooh, I need to go investigate that. Uh, peeking down H35, you kind of peek your head around the corner, and sitting on the floor is a small, probably one foot by one foot by one foot, green, almost looks like glass cube with no frost on it. I'm going to tell the group to hold on. Uh, guys, hold hold on one second. I need to... There's this green cube on the floor. I need to check it out. So I'm going to kind of slowly walk up to it. It just sits there. I'm going to ask the professor if he's got any feedback on this oh, cube. Yeah, send me the professor. All right, I was going to say, I'll... do you go with the professor or do you allow him to mage hand himself over there? I'll, yeah, I guess I'll, Curtis... I'll kind of toss him out and he'll mage hand then to... He doesn't understand what you're doing and you oh. toss him and he's kind of like, wow, whoosh, and mage hands it. <laughs> Warn me when you do that. <laughs> I, I, thought you were, I thought you were supposed to be really smart, Professor. <laughs> ah, that doesn't make me a mind reader. <laughs> okay, anyways, yes. What what do you what do you need me to look at? What what is this what is this box? What is this green cube? Uh, I don't know. Um let me hmm. He kind of floats around it, looking at it. Oops. I don't like oops, Professor. No, that was that was the DM <laughs> thing. Two D twenties. Yeah, I well, no, I don't. <laughs> looks like a green glass box. Can I see through it? It's kind Is of it... translucent. Yeah, it's a little foggy. All right. Uh. Is it a puzzle to solve? Crixus, come here, pick this up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Crixus goes and uh, I'll try to pick up the cube. Okay. You, you, you told me to go there. You walk over there and you put your hands on it to pick it up and you pick it up. Both your hands are stuck to it. I need you guys to roll initiative. You are grappled by this, Crixus. Oh, like uh, as this small uh, sucker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's about what it is. So Go roll initiative. <laughs> All right. I love this. Get it game. off. Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. I love this so much. <laughs> so. so I, have I was going uh, to say uh, that's better. really low. Oh, yours is even worse. Fourteen. Um, <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, I was going to say probably Valine and Jacob are closer, probably in between the hallway between 34 and 32. Yeah. So we're, I don't think I they came all, up quite so far. You weren't really, like, far apart. Yeah. Um, let's see. Roll his. Probably just enough movement to get there. So cool. <laughs> so the hold it up so I can is, swat at it. <laughs> yeah. Initiative <laughs> order is the mimic. Crixus, Doug, Valine, and then Jacob. 
Perfect. So the mimic starts us. So it has you grappled, Crixus. Um, and uh, let's see. Creature grapple. Okay, so it gets advantage on these attacks. So it all of a sudden these like pseudopods come out and swat at you. Um, does 15 hit? Oh, it has advantage. Sorry. It's not necessarily a 15. It is a 15. <laughs> it's 15. Uh, does not hit. It's not hit you. Next pseudopod. Um, how do I get this to roll at advantage? Got right click on it? Yeah, there mm -hmm. we go. Advantage. Never grab the cube. Never grab the cube. Uh, 18 hit you? Okay. 18 does not hit. Ooh, I have a wow. 19. Wow. Cool. Things you gonna... can count on. Ryan's creature, Ryan's characters have high AC. Jeff's characters have high constitutions. Tom's That's characters sweet. get high. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then All it will attack with its bite. Oh, crap. I forgot to hit advantage again. It's a good thing it had advantage 20 to hit on that one. As yeah, 20 hits. Munch on your arm here. Which is 14 piercing damage and 7 acid damage. Oh. As it starts to burn into your arm where it bit you. It'd be cooler if I had something that I had resistance to, John. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that would be way cooler for you. Um, that completes its turn. So then we move on to Crixus. You want some revenge? Here you go. <laughs> you are currently grappled by it, though. <laughs> this is going to get weird for me. So am I still... Like, are my hands uh, available to me? I'm going to say because being grappled means you can still attack that in biting you it went to your left arm got it okay <laughs> and is now kind of a thing stuck to your left arm that you're trying to shake off or whatever all right so i need to start then with a second level cure wounds on myself because i am hurting oh, yeah. yep And that's not as good as I wanted it to be. It could um, be worse. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. All right, and then um, see, I don't think I have any really cool bonus actions, so I am going to give. Who's next in the? Uh, who who looks like they're ready to attack next? Doug. 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 Doug standing right give... next to you. He's got his weapon drawn. He's ready to smash your hand. I'm going to try to give Doug some bardic inspiration and just say, All right, Doug, the son of a bitch is attached to me. Don't hit me, damn it. And he's going to be inspired by that. <laughs> I am inspired by that. I'm going to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> My turn's over then. Well, right. Doug is going Doug. to take... A mighty swing with his mace and hope that he's accurate. <laughs> Ooh, you're lucky. It's it stuttered on four. Uh 
So hmm. what's the Bardic Inspiration plus? If, uh, you if don't if have plus to. Plus six if you need it. Oh, plus you six if you need have it. To use okay. it. You have it for like a minute or ten minutes or something. Okay. Well, my first so hit twenty. Is would a you dirty twenty? Like to use it? No. Would you like to use the Bardic Inspiration? No. Okay, that uh, does hit. Uh, for <laughs> five damage. For five damages. Is Tika in the room there? Would you say? Yeah, yeah. I imagine okay. Tika kind of follows um, Doug around. I will t- use the I will use the Bardic Inspiration for this one. It'll be a sixteen. Six, uh, no, you have to roll the. Roll. It's oh, a roll for roll. the d six. Oh, I thought uh, it was just a. Oh, okay. No, you don't. Get it's that. still yeah, probably it's not a plus good, six. Uh, that that would be crazy good. Yeah. Twelve. The dice. Twelve. Twelve, 12 misses. Somewhere between twenty and twelve. <laughs> it's the ace. Good to know. <laughs> uh, I, that that's it. That's my turn. That's it. All right. We move to Valine. Valine is going to. Oh, what is she going to do? She's going to pop off some spells here. Um, in particular, because she's not. She didn't really heal herself much while you guys were resting. She is going to. She has it in here somewhere. There it is. Vampiric touch it. Ooh, and she's going to do that at a higher level, I think. Um, she's going to do that at... Fourth. Level. Oh, jeez. Um, and that is a... 16 to hit, which does hit. And she does 17 points of damage to it. Nice. So she heals herself for 17. Should put her right back on track. I was going to say, is it full or half of that? I think it's the full amount. Uh, And you regain hit points equal to half the amount. Okay, so it doesn't take... She doesn't get 17, she gets 8. So I get... And it's always round down, right? When yeah. it's halved? Yeah, okay. Always round yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, unless the spell says otherwise. Yep. Um, but I gotta deal 17 damage to it. And then we can move on to Jacob. It's your turn. Alright. So looking at the room, it looks like they're all kind of clustered up in melee then. Shoot an arrow. Shoot just an arrow. The, just... <laughs> Tika's, like, kind of a little bit behind the two of them, but the two of them are together. <clears throat> and Valine, because uh, Vampiric Touch is a melee. Is it? Oh, then she moved up in there. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so uh, I think probably safer to uh, make sure I get this right. Do, do you need uh, a ladder so you can kind of look over the top of everybody and shoot down? No, that's Doc. Um, I'll go with... Uh, I will go with uh, Chill Touch, because uh, it feels a little safer than firing an arrow in there. That's fine. Um, Everybody's like just kind of crowded around Crixus, kind of like pointing and touching. Yeah. <laughs> just get it off, get it off, get it off. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's see if this works. That's still the fuzzy dice. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Natural 20. Oh, boom. Boom town, get them. <laughs> Take some of the skin with it. 
So it's 4d8 of necrotic. Uh, could have been better, but I'll take it. 14. 14. That's nice. He is not looking. Um, and then bonus action, okay. I'm going... Right. I'm going to... Uh, I'll send Tika in for an attack for my... Okay. Bonus. Uh, it might matter now. She is set to... She's black and she is set to acid. So that, that may make matter. a difference then. So the first d6 is the bite uh, damage. Well, let's see if she hits first. She's jumping up into the cuddle pile. This is like a police dog, right? Like trying to take down yeah. a person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you may yeah. end up prone if this goes well enough. Uh, dirty, enough. dirty 20 on the attack. Yeah, that hits. So the first d6 is bite and the second d6 is acid. So I'll see how this punk comes up. Alright, so it's uh, four piercing and three acid. Okay, and the four piercing seems to do damage. The the acid doesn't seem to do anything to it at all. Doesn't all even right. it almost like the acid that's kind of coming off of Tika's teeth just kind of absorbs right into the thing. Yeah. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, this is right, funny. That's it. That's it for me. If Crixus wasn't paranoid before, he's definitely paranoid now. Yeah. Oh, I'm not picking up any mysterious cubes anymore. <laughs> I might not be listening to you. Hey, uh, you shouldn't have listened to me in the first place. This thing is sitting on uh, Crixus's arm. It kind of forms this little, like, like little circular opening out of the one side of it and lobs this uh, wad of acid at you. Um, I need a dexterity saving throw from you as this green glob of acid comes flying at you. Who is that going towards? Jacob. Jacob. Jacob okay. Me. That is a long roll, but oh, it ends add plus on a three 19, to it. so... Add plus one, three no, it. I'm definitely not within 10 feet of you. Uh, oh, I thought you were. Uh, 20, 25 anyway. 19 plus 6. 19 so. plus 6. Okay, so you take half of this. And um, I'm resist currently resistant to acid. I, I'm rolling this to everyone because it'll be fun. You take half of thirty-five acid damage. And oh. if I'm resistant to acid, I take half of that. That yes. Okay, so half of thirty-five is uh, seventeen, and half of that is eight. Eight. Yep. That was uh, <laughs> ninety-six plus one. And now oh I need to uh, roll a d6 at the end of his turn. Let's see if he gets that back. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> uh, and moves this to Crixus. All right. Uh, Crixus is not happy. So. Um, I am. Hey, it felt to... a little bit like Mega Man there. This cannon on your <laughs> shooting acid. <laughs> In a weird sort of way. Yeah, except attacking my friends. So I'm going to try to use my hand axe and, like, scrape this jerk off. All right. So, Are you going to try and escape, or are you attacking him? Uh, let me think about that for a second. I'm just going to attack. Okay. I think uh, a dead slime will be easy to, to get off. So it's grappled, not restrained, correct? Correct. Correct. So there's no drawback in other than he's not. it's going to move wherever he moves right, <laughs> yeah. right now. Just like that. 
that just misses. Just misses. You're being too cautious, trying to not hit yourself. <laughs> that you just you kind of you flinched and you just missed him. Yeah, paranoid. I'm gonna chop off my arm. Um, yeah. <laughs> paranoid. You're gonna Oscar yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. What do I want to do here? I think then I just want to. I don't have any other cool. I guess um, I'm gonna give away my bardic inspiration then. Why not? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna just yell again to uh, Doug, and I'm gonna say, "Doug, do better. Get this asshole off me. <laughs> do better. Do better. Do better. <laughs> you know you. Do you, but better." <laughs> do you but better <laughs> okay Doug do, do, you do what you better, want buddy. do what you want when you want where you want but ask Crixus first yes uh huh yeah yeah pre-show pre-show people um, <clears throat> alright so my shot your shot your turn don't throw away your shot I only get one shot. No, actually, I get two. I don't know if you're shooting either. You're swinging a sword, aren't you? Or an axe? Yeah. Um, I am going to... Nah, I'll swing at it. I got the part of inspiration. I'll swing. Swing away? I'm going to swing. Nat 20. Ooh, snap. Nice. Nat 20, baby. Is there anything you'd like to do right now? Because you are a paladin that just rolled a nat 20. Just saying. Is there something I can... This is the situation that most paladins will divine smite. Because all those smite dice double. Yes. The ability, not a spell. It's a... You should be able to do it like a Using number of spell times. Or does it... yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, it should be. Uh... It adds oh, the radiance gosh. damage. Yep. Adds typically two d six to your. The attack. nice thing about it is you get to know whether or not you hit before you pump it if you want. Oh, then yeah, I'm surprised. I yeah, I did not know about this. Yeah. A lot of paladins. <clears throat> I mean, when Ryan played as paladin, that's he'd wait for his crits and then he'd dump divine smites into his crits and all the way up. Okay, smite all the way up. So how do but I? Yeah, roll... I mean, just how do I roll this then? There, there may be a button in your actions tab. If not, just whatever number of whatever spell you dice can you can create a custom spell for it. But what I would just suggest is just roll that many dice. All right, so it's right now. Two, two D what? Say what? Two, two D six. what? Uh, uh they're and and if it's a crit, you would double the number of dice. Uh, when you hit with yeah, a melee it, weapon attack, you D eight. Two D eight. Plus one D eight for each spell level higher than the first, so I can do. And you crit, and yep. you critted, so you'd get start with four. So I yeah. can do 3d8 if I do a second level. 
Correct. You got Which it. would be 68 because you crit. All right. So 68. Oops. That's nope, nope, nope. Burp. On top of that's on top of your normal damage as well, <laughs> which is doubled. Or, so we're going to roll the 68 first. Okay. Do I hear him? 31 damage. Ooh, snap. <laughs> and then your, your normal damage roll critted. Uh, I think I saw that come through. Was that yeah, that was, I think that was five. <laughs> that Two was ones. Two, oh, Two ones. Yep. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. So a total of 36 damage. 36 damage. Nice. He does not look good at all. <clears throat> that's a cool. That's a cool crit trick. I am going to oh, definitely yeah. remember that. Yes, that's and that takes a honestly. The, it's the thing that makes the paladin so interesting because you get a lot of attacks that are pretty powerful. Your defense is pretty powerful, but when you want to be, you can attack for a very high amount with one really solid swing. So, yep. and that and, takes and a and spell slot, of... right? If yeah, I read that yes. correctly, that okay. level, yeah. what level yeah. do you think you used? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of a um, where the rogue would like use its sneak attack and surprise to get that one really big hit in the beginning. The paladin kind of has it when they hit their crit, they dump all their stuff into that. Gotcha. So it's really kind of neat when you see the mechanics of the characters. And the cool so, thing is, is you still get another attack. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Yeah, you do. That was your first attack. Watch the second one be a crit, too. <laughs> I was so entranced with my first attack that... Yeah. <laughs> Gotta remember all your attacks. <laughs> There's a moment of hesitation there as Doug... 19. That hits. I'm gonna narrate this once you do your damage. <laughs> and this one I got a 6 on. So 9 damage. Shut the front door. Alright. So, describe your kill shot, and then I'll narrate exactly what happened here. <laughs> Because he had nine health left. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Wow. Nice. Wow. That's how you do it. So, yeah, so what does the kill shot look like? So what happened was on my first swing, I brought it up kind of like the sword of power and it glowed. And I just walloped down on it with, with my divine smite. And it just really shattered it. And then on my swing back up, I just heaved it up, kind of like you're like you're flipping a tractor tire, and I swung right. my face back up, kind of like a donk donk. Nice. Um, and on the way back up, I I smacked it off of his arm. Yeah. You know, so you uh, you channel all your holy energy through this, and you come down, and Crixus, you f- you nearly flinch out of the way. You feel his mace go right through the mimic and just graze your thumb, like it just tink off your gauntlet, and you're in. <laughs> And then he comes back up through it, and he literally hits it on the underside, and you feel it in the palm of your hand, and your whole hand goes up. And as your hand goes up, there is mimic juice <laughs> that goes everywhere. <laughs> like a fountain of gore and purple goo as this mimic splits off of your hand and into a thousand droplets of nauseating purple crap. And this is why Jacob stayed back. He did not need a mimic shower today. <laughs> oh. Mimic showers for all. Wow, that was a productive I hold my round. arm out for Tika to start licking it off. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. She probably yeah, she's like an acid right now. Get after yeah. it, Tika. Yeah. That takes us out of initiative. Nom, nom, nom. 
Good girl. Good girl. Well, it's I. Well, Crixus, that's the least I could do since I got you to grab the cue box. (laughs) (laughs) At least we know what it is. I'm not touching any more cubes. Crixus was gleaming the cube. (laughs) And now now that that's done, I'm going to uh, take a look around now that we're kind of there. It's raining. You see a lot of. um... Hallelujah. It's raining. see a lot of um, goo and stuff around the floor, but other than that, it's snow, ice, typical stuff you've seen in this cavern. There doesn't seem to be anything else in this cavern that is particularly uh, interesting. All right. So I'm going to head back to H32. And as a side note to the DM, you really wanted us to fight that mimic, didn't you? (laughs) I I just, mimics are fun. I was one, (laughs) I mean, like you could have left the box alone. I mean, I know Aranon probably would have gone up and grabbed it right away, uh-huh. <laughs> being him, but uh-huh. the way that worked was fun. I mean, it could have been like, what is that, the Tesseract? It could have been... Yeah, yeah it could have been anything. Something really powerful, uh, or not. So, um, <laughs> Alright, so we're in H32, according to the map. Yeah, is that moved true? back. You, yeah. you moved Anybody back. need any H35. extra healing? Was where the mimic was. H thirty four is all the stone stuff from the pre uh, oh, from it. the city. So you're walking back to H thirty two. Anybody need any healing? Valine mentions that she could use a little bit if anyone's got. She's not. She's not dragging by any means. She's got a good chunk of her hit points. But if anyone, I can give her like a good cure wounds. I get a little bit from that too. So okay, that yeah, would she be would cool. take it. I'll give her a level one cure wounds of seven. Seven. She'll take it. She'll take it. That's not bad. She's well over. Oh. Just keep rolling ones on my cure wounds. <laughs> That's, That's fine. Worst. At least you didn't roll double ones on your damage on a crit. Yeah. <laughs> True. And I see so you head back. Towards H32, and you get to the other side of it as you kind of get that vertigo sensation heading through it. There's a hallway that goes off to the right and one that heads off to the left. The right is H33, and to the left is down towards H36. Uh, well, Doug would say let's go south since we've been... Let's go left because going right would bring us back up to where we were. Yeah. Does it feel? Does it feel like we've been descending? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And you actually see that run into that snake monster again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. Right. (laughs) And and the stairs. There's actually like rough hewn ice stairs off to your left, coming out of H32. Yeah. Okay. That's that's where so Doug would start going. Don't go that way then. Don't go that way then. <laughs> go that way. Don't go that way. Um. Yeah. All right. So we're we're going south then. Yep. Yeah. Right, Heading towards H thirty six. Okay. You enter H thirty six. Doug and Tika at the lead. Yeah. Crix is following behind. Jacob and Valine hanging at the rear. You're surprised to come across a grove of trees as this cavern opens up to 50-foot-tall ceilings. 
uh, there's actually a mixture of earth and ice underfoot. By some magic or miracle, these trees are alive. Their canopies are thick with frosty leaves. Their branches are bearing purple pears that hang there like ornaments. There's a low wall broken in several places, uh, and it threads its way through the grove, which is surrounded. As you kind of look around, you count there's six exits to this grove. I'm uh, Doug is gonna walk up to the tree. I'm gonna kind of walk up to the tree and kind of poke it, you know, <laughs> to kind of be sure it's not like a hallucination or something. Mimic, Mimic tree. Yeah. Mimic right. tree. And, and the branches come down like the was was that the walloping tree in Harry Potter? Whole grove of mimic trees. Oh man! Roll initiative. No. <laughs> run, bitch, don't run. have the DM ideas. I did the mimic city already. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you you poke at the tree. The tree seems very real. You walk up to that first tree and you kind of poke at it and. Yeah, um, bark and uh, so I'm gonna pick a pick a fruit, a pear from it, and toss it to Crixus and say, "Hey, Crixus, try this out." Do you try and catch the pear, Crixus? Yeah. Crixus oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to not catch it. Okay, make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Who wants a bruised pear? Your mom. Yeah, if you, Doug. If you keep this up, Crixus is gonna give you a bruised pear. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> It's a natural 20 for a 19. Oh, nice. Yeah, you, you catch it with no problem. Um, Jacob, as you're, you're back there by Valene, and as this pear is thrown, you see her flinch. Hmm. Crixus catches it, and then she kind of rubs her eyes and <laughs> looks at Crixus again. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, you okay, okay. There, okay there, Valene? I, I just I swore that was a head. Jeez. Hmm. Um, Crixus is just going to look around the area and absent-mindedly start to eat the pear. <laughs> okay. Crixus is um, my new guinea pig. Mm-mm. My canary in the coal mine. <laughs> How much of the pear do you eat, Crixus? Uh. Um, it I'm tastes delicious. You, I'm gonna get you. I mean, killed. if it, yeah, if it's good, I'm gonna tell everybody what I'm experiencing. Like, tastes pretty good, guys. And I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna finish. I guess I'm gonna eat it. Okay, can, I, can I investigate the room specifically? Uh, if there looks like anything in the room might have eaten a pear and fallen to mm. an untimely death underneath the trees. Sure, I'm going to have two things going on here as you start exploring further back into this grove, Jacob. Um, Crixus, do me a favor and roll a d20 for me. And then I'm going <laughs> to work with Jacob here for a second. Jacob, oh, as no. you're walking through here, um, you suddenly... I'm sorry, Ryan. ...hear a voice. Do you speak Elvish? That is a good question. I, I do. Elvish, but... You do, do speak you, Elvish. You hear a wispy, feminine voice. Say, who are you? What brings you to my grove? You don't look like the others that have been through here. Make a perception check. 
And I had an 11. Okay. Oh man, those low numbers. Uh, five on perception. Yeah, you don't see where this voice is coming from. Uh, Crixus, you feel some sort of strange magic. Um, Good magic. Like you have some access to some extra magic. Ooh. Oh, you're welcome then. Um, you think you may be able to, um, like you're registering it in your head and it's kind of um, sitting there and you, you think you could, you might be able to cast sending. Is that messaging like in people's heads? Is that what that is? It's yeah. the spell sending. It's the long range oh. messaging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you send a short, uh, third level spell, one action, verbal semantic and material. Uh, you don't need to worry about those components. Uh, you send a short message, 25 words or less, to a creature which you are familiar with. The creature hears the message in its mind and recognizes you at the center if it knows you. You can answer in a like manner immediately. The spell enables a creature with an intelligence score of at least one to understand the meaning of your message. You can send a message across any distance and even to other planes of existence. But if the target is on a different plane than you, there's a 5% chance the message doesn't arrive. You have this ability for the next 24 hours. Oh, that's dope. I mean, I, I'd i like to think Crixus would want to think about it, but I'm pretty sure he would just try to give Ellie an update if he thinks that this would work. All right. Think about what you want. Craft your 25-word message to Ellie. Well, I work with Jacob here a bit more. Yep. Uh, uh, Jacob would say, uh, we mean, and he would say it in Elvish, which isn't his first language, so it might be a little, uh, a little off, but we mean no harm, we're just passing through. It's a beautiful grove. Do you know the way to Yithrin? There's a soft... <laughs> which came across as, you have a beautiful coach. Do you know the way to your mom? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, speaks, he speaks Elvish. It's a little broken and funny, um, and she giggles and. and this voice, this feminine, wispy voice giggles at him and says, Oh, you're kind of funny. You don't speak Elvish very well. What is your name? Uh, I'm Jacob. What's your name? Jacob, I'm Hathawin. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. And at this point, you see a feminine bark-shaped figure step out of a tree literally out of the bark of a tree and stand before you. Is uh, anybody else nearby that would see this? Uh, uh, where is um, Doug right now? Doug would have been kind of just milling around after he had been kind of paying attention to Crixus <clears throat> after, after throwing him trick. the pair. <laughs> so I, I, he yeah. probably would not. It depends upon where Jacob is in that grove. Uh, Voline would have seen Jacob. He, she would have kept uh, seeing that Doug was keeping an eye on Crixus, Voline probably would have been trying to keep an eye on everyone. And when Hathwin steps out of the tree, she looks, she doesn't hear what you guys are talking about, but she she says, uh, uh Crixus, um, 
Doug, Doug, there's, we have company. And she points, and you guys move around the wall to see where she is, standing face to face with Jacob, probably about ten feet away. Huh. I would. So Doug is going to, uh, kind of keep his distance, and just be wary, cautious. Yeah. No, nothing in here so far has been friendly, except that as a ranger. Uh, Jacob would respect nature and trees and things, so kind of hoping that this might be an exception. Mm-hmm. So he'd probably be okay with a close-up interaction. Okay. Um, do you have your message together now, Crixus? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my message is Aranon's life has been lost to the brutal caves. Continuing to Yathrin, the end is in sight. Missing you, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Missing you. Hugs and kisses. (laughs) You pooping? (laughs) You pooping? There's a a gasp and a... um, Uh, uh, kind of shuddering no you hear her utter and she said she says please be safe stay strong (laughs) come back to me oh good I would tell everybody else but nobody else really knows her I mean maybe (laughs) Jacob knows her Jacob knows her a little little bit bit, yeah so (laughs) So I would say, after eating that pear, I was able to communicate with Eliana. Is It is fantastical. Just so you know, I spoke uh. with some lady in my head that nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jacob would look over at Crixus, just breaking uh, eye contact just long enough, and then go back to... Um, these, these pears are magical. One might say they're I'm... magically delicious. <laughs> it actually says that in the book, guys. I had to... <laughs> <laughs> the so, pears hanging from the trees are magically delicious. It's something. Is I she thought she's purple... talking in Elvish? Yeah, she's talking in Elvish. Okay. I thought Do I thought purple Elvish? was for horseshoes. Yeah. Who who understands Elvish? I think everybody. I do, yeah. I lived with nope. the elves. No, Doug. Oh no, I'm thinking Aranon was half elf. Doug is not a half yeah, elf. Doug is not a. Doug's a bird. Um, are they safe to eat? In doses, yes. I would not indulge. One might are we allowed? Done. Are we allowed to take some? Sure, you can take one. I'd ask that you not strip the tree bare. How long do they last off the tree? Crixus asks. A day or two. Alright. Um, Crixus is going to take one of them for his satchel. Okay. Um, Jacob going... would take a pair, which means two of them. 
Okay. A pair of pairs. A pair of pairs. <laughs> no, it's important that you made that distinction. Yep. Uh, seeing, not understanding anything that they're saying, Dog would also take two pairs, just seeing Crixus and, and Jacob <laughs> doing it. And yeah. I would actually put two in my bag and then... Actually, I would put one in my bag and eat, eat one. Okay. Uh, consuming the whole pair there, Doug. Um, go ahead and roll a d20 for me. Niner. Niner. It's funny, you feel this very, very, um, different magic. Um, then suddenly you, uh, you understand what Crixus was talking about. You can send a message from very, very far away. Ooh, I can do the same thing. Yeah. I'm going to send one to Eliana. No. Airs <laughs> ascending. Um, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're starting to assume that these just allow you to send messages great distances if you eat one of these pairs. Um, and then I will I will ask Hathawin if uh, she knows the way to the city of Yathrin from here. To Yathrin? Um, why would you want to go to Yathrin, she says. We're on a mission to God. Uh, actually, we're on a mission against a god, but... Uh, no, uh, we're, we're looking for magics to help us um, to... Uh, take care of a, th uh, a threat well I'm not sure which way Yathrin is but I will tell you this there are three dark elves they come through here occasionally they they, they move from the southwest and southeast passages oh, I haven't talked to them yet because they don't look very friendly and then there's the creatures that followed them these strange one-eyed creatures with like sharp spikes on them. And they they don't they don't look very friendly either. So I just stay hidden in my tree. You looked approachable. You looked friendly. You looked like you might stay. Would you stay with me? Um, we may be able to stay for a, a short time, but we're looking, uh, we're definitely on a mission. Just a short time, she says. And I'll, I'll kind of, in common to the group, like, do you guys think this is a good place? Does anybody need a short rest here? And she looks at you again, Jacob, and says, really? Just for a short time? And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm good at these, right? Uh, oh, and I'm not within pair. 10 feet because I was I... keeping my distance. Uh, I'll ask a question if it matters. It probably won't. Okay, good. Um, 22. 22. The hair on the back of your neck kind of stands up a little bit. You think she just tried to persuade you magically in your mind? Yeah, this mind magic down here is uh, getting creepy. Run away! Um, Run away! 
Yeah, Jacob, as a uh, general business model, does not want to be rude to any potential clients, which he would, you know, just assume everyone is. Uh, so he's uh, be looking for a polite way to start investigating around the exits. Um, probably would start eating a pear just to do something with his mouth. Okay. Uh, you start eating a pear and investigating around. And she kind of, she looks at you as you walk away and she kind of frowns and pouts just a little bit. And then looks up and happens to notice Crixus beyond. And walks over to him. Okay. Can I, um, can I call Tika over and have uh, Tika interact with this? creature you could call Tika over and have Tika interact what do you want Tika to do because she's walking Um, towards Crixus now I'll just say Tika be playful roll over scratch your belly (laughs) so just kind of be you know like uh, a pet wanting attention kind of thing like hey scratch me nuzzling nuzzling hands (laughs) and stuff and and she kind of looks down and goes oh aren't you a friendly one Will you stay here? Will you stay here with me? And Tika being friendly just kind of, oh, maybe you will. Oh, we'll see. We will see. I want to talk to your other friend over here. Hello, she says as she looks up at Crixus. What is your name? I am Crixus, my lady. In Elvish. So can Doug intercede and kind of... St- I I would probably seeing Jacob like kind of shake off whatever she said. Yeah, yeah. I would stand in front of Crixus and make eye contact and say, "Don't listen to her," because I don't understand anything anybody said. I just heard. Yeah, I would. I would tell, knowing that that Crixus and and Valine are still a little bit mind wonky. I mm-hmm. would tell Doug like I think she tried to influence me somehow and I uh, don't know if she's trying to siren us into staying here alright so um, after when that you, when you go to step and make eye contact with Crixus as she's approaching you notice Valine has actually taken up position behind one of the walls and is hiding <laughs> she literally ran from this dryad and is hiding like fearfully hiding which is something you've never seen her do before Something has her really bothered by this. You do also know that she thought the pair was ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm going. To, yeah, I'm going to say that to Crixus, and then I'm actually going to, depending upon his reaction, I'm going to physically turn him around, like so he can't see her. And Crixus is just going to say, "The lady has allowed us in her pear garden to." imbibe upon her sustenance yes but we should be respectful respect is one thing but falling under her spell is another we've we've stayed here we've lingered too long we've we've got to go indeed i of course i agree with you we are we are on a mission uh jacob go ahead and roll a d20 for me as you finish your pair Oh. If Fuzzy fail, dies, Fuzzy dies. Here. Two. Two. 
two on the pair die. Um, you feel this strange magic, something you've never felt before. It seems very familiar, though, um, being kind of naturalistic as you are. Uh, you have the charm of druidcraft. You can cast druidcraft for the next 24 hours. Cool. Um, once it is used three times, it will vanish from you. Oh, yeah, this is not 24 hours. Oh, some, oh the sending, uh, Crixus. The sending, once you've used it, that spell vanishes from you. You feel that magic disappear. Oh, okay. They each have they each have things. The last twenty four hours, if you so you have up to twenty four hours to use them, but they all have use counts. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell. I'll tell Doug, because he said he kind of feels like he could <clears throat> do the same, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll tell him that hey, once I used it, it doesn't seem I can use it again. Oh, good to know. I'll I'll, I'll save that. Um, I would that they last indefinitely. I apologize. The twenty four hours is something else. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, so oh. I would, uh, upon pushing <laughs> Crixus, I would push him towards towards H thirty nine. Like we just need to get past this grove. because uh, the two the two south caves she said is where those dark elves came from, right? Yeah. But I wouldn't know that. Southwest and southeast. Kid. I would not you don't know, know that. that. But yeah, you didn't hear. I, I would push him towards H39 anyways just to get him, just to get past the trees and, and continue. All right. I, and Crixus would yell out, Thank you for your hospitality, madame. You won't stay? I'm going to smack says? him on the back of the head. Go! Don't listen you to won't? her. You won't stay? Make a wisdom saving throw, Crixus says you're being pushed Fuck. and shoved away. Fuck. <laughs> But my paranoia is disadvantage. Is that yep. um I th was it checks or saving throws? Uh oh checks. 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 Okay. So not saving Got it. And and Doug is within uh ten feet. Doug is within six inches. He is. Yeah. So plus three then? <clears throat> plus three. 14 plus 3 is 17. 17. You feel the hair on the back of your neck stand Good roll. Up. Good roll. You kind of shake off this magic thing and you understand what Doug mm. is talking about. Yeah. Oh, Doug. Doug, we need to move faster. Um, as you start moving faster, Valine comes at a full sprint seeing the two of you and joins up with you too. She wants nothing to do with this lady. Did she Scooby do it? Like jump up and um, like not move anywhere. Her feet are running so fast. <laughs> Basically, um, uh, she said, "We need to get out of here. We need to get out of here now." He will annihilate our minds. We need to get out of here. <laughs> I, I'm gonna yell after her. No shit, Sherlock. So you guys rapidly move. Does anyone say anything to Jacob? Uh, Jacob, Jacob we go meandering around. Uh, am I near the entrance to uh, H thirty eight or thirty seven that I could peek in as as I follow them? Oh sure, yeah, thirty seven. Uh, you've walked Just whichever around. way you think that I would have. I imagine you would have gotten a peek into both of them if you want, uh, as you're wandering around eating your pear here, uh, peeking into H thirty seven. 
Because you investigated the entire area, right? Yeah, I was walking around. You peek yeah. in H37. Are you doing this quietly, stealthily, or just walking around? Just as I was walking around uh, investigating, I would have looked in. And then as I see them leaving, I, w I would probably not have uh, spent really any time. I would not have went past the entrance to either of them. Okay. Um, the H38, I need you to... Uh, give me one second here. Wisdom saving throw. Uh, no, I need you to roll a d12 as you peek into h38. I get paranoid at every single dice roll now. Maybe I should be the one that's paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> paranoid by proxy. I'm gonna. That took a I'll... journey. Nine. Nine. Hey, look in there. It's just an ice cave. There's a little bit of echoing off the wall as you bite into the pairing. You hear that crunch off the walls. And you're, All right. Um, you walk over to H37, and you're just peeking your head in there, and you see these four creatures all huddled together against the back wall. They have one eye and these spiny protrusions from their back and arms. Um, you think this is the, the creatures that um, Hathawin was telling you about, and don't, don't at that them. moment you see they're leaving, and you run to catch up with them, yeah. leaving these creatures huddled Seems in the like corner of this cave. Yeah, run away. Um, they did not seem threatening. They seemed huddling. They seemed huddling. They, well, they kind of, okay. at seeing you, they kind of all stood up and kind of looked and looked like they may approach, but then you left so quickly they ducked back. Down. Yeah. Okay. My, reminds me of those, like, those creatures in I Am Legend just sitting in the corner, like, breathing really quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's terrifying. Exactly. Um, uh, looking at, uh, looking at the chat, um, is uh is the professor around where I can grab him? <laughs> we kind of uh we kind of neglected to make sure we have him managed appropriately. Oh, yeah. you left him alone. He might have gone to hang out with Feline. Yeah, he's probably having a great conversation with Hathaway. Is that who it was? Hathaway. Hathaway. Um, Tree Hathaway. Professor Scant has, I mean, if he was on his own, he would have hung around um, Valine. He would have stayed near her. Um, and and when she started panicking and stuff, you could probably hear him whispering, it's okay, it's okay, it's not him. It's not him. Got it. And she doesn't believe him at all. So he's following her around now, trying to keep her mind focused on what it actually is and what is not, as she is hallucinating about several things. So when she comes running up to you guys... The professor comes rolling in right right behind her on his mage hand. Okay, awesome. Uh I think this is gonna work then. We'll we'll continue to let yeah. him explore. Maybe right. he'll provide us some uh good commentary. Yeah, I think I think he's too well invested to do any uh any anything devious. Uh can I as the last thing on the way out use those three instances of druidcraft to make uh the full blossoming effect of the three closest pear blossoms to Hathawin and just say in Elvish, like, until we meet again kind of thing, like, as if I, I'm not spooked by her thing, even though I am, kind of. Mm -hmm. Just um, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave a parting gift so that it's, we're not on bad terms. Sure. Yeah, and she, she says, you're sure you won't stay? How about you? You sure you won't stay? And, uh, 
Doug. <laughs> Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. At yeah. advantage, because you have not bought into any of this. Even though I don't know what threat. she's saying. You While he's no doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to grab two more pears off the nearest tree. Okay, make a dexterity saving no dexterity check to grab two more pairs as you run past. Uh, Doug, you got your wisdom saving throw at advantage. It is only a three. Uh, only a three. You do not manage to grab any more pairs. Okay. Eighteen. Eighteen. And yes, you <laughs> your feathers on the back of your neck stand up, and you all run your way down H thirty nine. You had to try and get that parting shot at me, didn't you, John? <laughs> She wants you guys to stay, and she catches the pears, and um, Jacob, you, Jacob and Crixus, you hear, oh, well, back to hiding, I guess, <laughs> as she melds into her tree, leaving the pears laying on the ground from the druidcraft. Uh, your druidcraft has then left you. Expired. Yeah. Expired. There is a... This tunnel of ice cuts through the glacier, and it's almost a mile that you're walking through this tunnel, through this cavern, and you reach the end of this cavern, and before you, opening up deep and wide and long, with its Giggity. tower standing in the middle and the peak on the outside. Um, this vast grotto enclosed by gleaming ice is a fantastic city sculpted by ancient magic and illuminated in a haunting way by green and purple lights that seem to shed no warmth slightly tilted, leaning away from you, as though recoiling from your presence. You stand atop a causeway of frost-covered ice that stretches toward the city like the dead, frozen tongue of some hideous behemoth whose mouth you've just stepped out of. Welcome to Yathrin. Oh, snap. This work, guys still alive. You hear Valine gasp as she takes in the sight. Buckets. And um um what's his face? Scant. <laughs> you hear him whisper in awe. The lost city of Yathren. This is it. This we made it. We're alive. <laughs> well you're alive. I'm just a crystal. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, you're a ball to have along with us. <sighs> I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> so you stand before the lost Netherese city of Yathrin. Um, if I, I wonder if I can do this quick. Um, maybe, maybe not. Oh, you know how I could, no, I'm not logged in there. 
I was going to try and send you the map quick. I didn't think we'd get right here. In fact, it is a little early, but let's call it here. It's a good spot to call it. Okay. We're about 15 minutes early. Uh, we so is there... Would there be a nice place to maybe uh, just do a kind of a camp and a regroup and kind of just sure. spend the day looking to see what we can see and yeah, yeah, and uh, kind of a short planning out a, a, a strategy. Yeah, you can. Uh, you you looking over the city. In fact, let me take some time to. There's a large spire in the middle of the city, a tower, a wizard's tower with arms that reach out of it down to sections it seems to be sectioned off in one two three like six different ovular sections that have like uh roads that it looks like a giant wheel almost and on the outside edge of the city are all these claws that kind of reach off and up and some of them through the snow on the backside. the um you do notice movement down in the city um, so there, there's something alive down there that you see move occasionally. Um, there seem to be some things that are floating, some things that are walking. Um. Creatures, though? Yeah, creatures. From the distance you're looking, yeah. Um. There seems to be spouts of magical energy that flash and dot the surface of the city too, as you're looking down on it. So is is Yathrin supposed to be a friendly city? Like, do we need to like sneak through and do stuff, or like? I mean, that's I a think... good question. <laughs> um, I think what we what we were told was that it was a magical city. It crashed into the ice. It hasn't been seen in thousands of years. And Profe uh, Professor Kant <laughs> actually goes, <clears throat> well, uh, actually, uh, Netheril, the empire of Netheril, uh, arose more than 5,000 years ago. Uh, those that followed the Dale Reckoning calendar uh, would place the date of Netheril's birth at about negative 3859 DR. Uh, the Netherese legacy began with the discovery of the Nether Scrolls. Uh, these long golden scrolls taught the Netherese arcanists how to wield magic beyond their wildest fantasies. It took centuries, uh, but the Netherese who mastered the power of the Nether Scrolls became a ruling class, uh, living on great flying cities like Netherrealm, or like um, Yathrin. Um, yeah, the, the, despite their great power, uh, they faced an ever-growing threat, uh, and the, under the heart of the Empire uh, lived spell-casting aberrations called Feyrim. They were using their ability to drain the magic. Uh, they began to unravel the weave, the, all, what controls all magic in, in the world. The Netherrealm Empire would collapse into ruin about negative 339 DR. Four years after this city fell. Uh, the Empire's most powerful arcanist, Karsus, he attempted to neutralize the Feyrim threat by causing a spell of unparalleled power that would enable him to pay, replace Mistral as the god of magic, giving him absolute control over the weave. 
Mistral counted him, countered him at a key moment during the casting of the spell, a feat she could only accomplish by sacrificing herself and tearing the weave. He was slain instantly, and for a time thereafter, most of the creatures of the world were either without magic or simply unable to control it. Without great magic to keep them aloft, the remaining cities of Netheril crashed to the ground, and many arcanists who had survived were driven mad. Once magic came back to use, these arcanists could no longer cast their mightiest spells as they had before, forcing them to resort to traditional wizardry. 400 years after Karsus had cast this spell, the Netherese Empire was no more, crushed by its enemies and undone by its own hubris. Uh, in our realms Netheril is the definitive lost empire it rose to unparalleled heights but eventually fell to ruin out of this empire came many fearsome monsters bizarre dungeons and wondrous magic items such as this city of Yathrin so I, that didn't answer my question. Are they friendly or are they? Do we need to watch out? Well, well we, it seems they would be undead of some sort. So I don't know that it would be friendly necessarily. And then recognizing uh, that Doug didn't didn't uh, doesn't speak the language, she would also bring up the fact that uh, dark elves have been coming in here, and we don't know if they're friendly. But in most interactions we've had with them. It's unlikely. And so it could be that they're in the city also. Hmm. Fair enough. <clears throat> so be careful. Noted. But there could be yeah. some cool shit in here. So. Uh, I see the magical be. energy exploding on the city. It almost explodes and poofs and disappears and wisps away on the city streets. Badass. Hmm. <laughs> Let's go get us some Yathrin, boys. <laughs> and Valine. Valine's <laughs> <laughs> right. pronouns are probably they and them, though. So <laughs> seems fine. Yeah, she's a, yeah. a she. She her. Tika's very much a she also. Um, see a they them. Everything refers to Valine as a her in the book. Got it. All right. Awesome. Well, hey, good work, right. team. We nice. found the lost city. It now only let's took loot like, it. It only ah, took like ah. twelve sessions. And um, <laughs> y'all can go to level nine now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doing it. Oh, let's good music transition there, Norm. Uh, what am I looking for? I'm looking for this. And nope. this. Nope. Nice. All right. Hey. Cool. Well, we are Two Nerds One Quest. We are here every Sunday morning, eight. Well, eh, most Sunday mornings, eight thirty a.m. Central Time. You can find us wherever there's podcast. You can go to Twitch.tv/slash Tom M Norm T O M M N O R M to catch us live, uh, or watch the replay. Replays are up for. I think Twitch holds on to them for about a month, and then uh, usually the week after they are up on YouTube. So they are there in. Perpetuity? Is that the right word? I think so. 
That was oh, the word I was going to say. I'll, I'll put a quarter in for that <laughs> word. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to support us, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, click the follow button here in Twitch. Uh, get notified when we go live. Join our Discord. The link is in chat here. Um, uh, bit.ly slash our fun discord uh, you can get notified there as well i remembered to actually use the announcement channel today so anybody in our discord should have gotten a notification um, subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get a podcast from uh, leave us a review let others know if you enjoy it uh, let others know if you don't enjoy it and let them find out for themselves um, patreon.com slash two nerds one quest we got some fun uh, rewards going on even at the dollar level, you get the unedited podcast with the pre-show talk and the post-show talk. So, check it out. Yeah, yeah. We would love to have your support. Helps us keep this thing running. So for me, for Mr. Lazy Dragon, for the giant cooch, <laughs> and for DMJC, <laughs> we'll catch you next week. We made it through, guys. Um, Level nine.